Wednesday. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. I thought you were going to do the intro, and you started yawning. I almost fell asleep. That's how excited you are. You Perhaps started I yawning. have a bit of narcolepsy like my friend Nate. It's going around. Does. It's contagious, it's, super it contagious. I didn't it's, get my narcolepsy vaccine, so I probably gave it to you. It's the next thing that's going around. That is the thing. Wouldn't next that thing? be just a boring thing to spread among the population? Yeah. <laughs> I actually would. I would be in favor of that going around. Yeah, maybe it would be a good thing. I think actually. it would. Yeah. Well, this is Good Morning Liberty. By the way, we talk about life, liberty, the pursuit of meaning, and different uh, ailments that both of us have. So (laughs) if you are interested in those things, make sure you smash that subscribe or follow button on your favorite device in which you listen to podcasts. Turns out it's a bit tougher on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you've noticed... But it's no longer a follow button anymore. It's a plus sign. It's like a little thing. Yeah, I saw so that. So in the top right-hand corner, when you search us, you click on us. Yeah. In the top right-hand corner, it's a little plus sign. And I get... It used to be right in the middle. I get confused all the time. I Because when you hit plus, there's a check mark there afterwards. And then I, like later on, I think that maybe that means I'm supposed to hit the check mark. Like I'm going to check this. unfollow. Yeah. And then I end up unfollowing and I, then I, then I follow and it's, it's a whole thing. It's but a anyway, whole thing. make sure that you are following this podcast. We have a brand new episode every single day of the week, including an interview with Mr. Dan Taxation and Theft Berman coming, coming up right after this episode today. All right, Charlie. I got this one specifically for you right there because it's ridiculous. I did fact check this, and this is a thing that's going around. Very big deal happened over the weekend. Actually, we have a couple ridiculous things that we could not wait until Friday to mention how dumb they were. Oh, and okay. So, we just, so we're starting off with... We're, it's Dumb Leap of the Weekend Okay, is what's going on. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So this is coming from... Uh, Yahoo, but in the UK, Halloween's bone-chilling villain, Michael Myers, is homophobic in new film. (laughs) So, okay. At one point in Halloween Kills, Myers returns to his childhood home and finds an unsuspecting gay couple living there. The men, who are named Big John and Little John, realize someone is in their home and search for the intruder. But instead of making it out alive, they're murdered by Myers. Oh. The scene stirred up a discussion on Twitter with some people labeling Michael Myers homophobic for killing the couple in the movie. In a movie. In like Halloween number 84, he kills a he uh, kills a gay couple, so Michael Myers is homophobic. That's what's going on. Yeah. It's Fans also drew comparisons between the treatment of LGBT plus people, and they left off the cue on that one. Well, you Plus, we just have to start saying plus. L, L plus. plus. Can we say L plus? L plus, yeah. yeah. People in Halloween Kills and the new Chucky TV series. The show features a scene in which the evil doll shows his acceptance for his gender fluid and queer child. Mm. The USA and sci-fi show follows Jake, a teen who knowingly buys Chucky at a yard sale. He eventually confronts the killer doll after he reads the teen's diary and discovers his crush on a classmate named Devin. 
However, Chucky reveals that he has his queer child. He reveals that he has his queer child. Yeah, doesn't this all just seem ridiculous? Jake asks if the doll is cool with it, to which Chucky responds, I'm not a monster, Jake. Despite some of the possibly tongue-in-cheek grumbles online, Halloween Kills has been a big hit in the run-up to Halloween and slashed its way to the top of the weekend box office Nice with a $50.4 million debut. It seems people people out there, uh, according to the numbers, with this smash hit, $50.4 million. Um, they hate the gays. They're homophobic. Yeah, very homophobic. Exactly. Now, this story doesn't really matter. What bothered me about it, well, okay, it wouldn't matter if he were actually homophobic and were murdering people. Like that, I would be against that, you know, super against that. Mm. What matters? And to then me- also, do gays, does a gay couple have a chance of being murdered in their home by an intruder? Yes. So that's something they should fear? It's right? actually anti-homophobic by including the fact that a gay couple is just as much at risk from a psychopathic serial killer as everyone else is. That, that's what I would think. Yeah. That's, that's what you, you would think. That it's is, actually, it seems as if it would be inclusive. It, it is more inclusive. But when you are inclusive with a, with a slasher film, I guess that's bad. Okay, here's what actually bothered me about it, because this is obviously just starting off with a lighthearted, stupid thing going on right now. Mm-hmm. It would be, it's a serious problem if people are super, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't agree with people being homophobic, okay? I don't agree with people hating people because they are gay or a member of any of the letters plus at all. What bothers me is the constant crime wolf and people being so stupid about things, especially when it, it comes to a, a Halloween horror movie, it's people are just going to stop listening to you. And then when something actual like bad is going on, no one's going to listen because you've just been crying gay wolf this whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's going to listen. And so uh, I just wanted to put this out there as a message that let's take this more seriously. Let's actually take it seriously and not point out really stupid stuff like a movie Let's take it more seriously. That way, when bad things are actually happening to people, no one just turns a blind eye because they're sick of hearing people complain about things all the time. That's all I have. Take it more seriously. Yeah. Dare I might, I might get canceled for this one and people might hate me for this one, but dare I might, (laughs) might I dare. (laughs) Both of those are wrong. Let's go. (laughs) If I do so say, draw the comparison. Dare you might so say. And maybe I'll elaborate on this some other time. But let me draw the comparison between uh, men and the feminist movement. Okay. A crying wolf. Yes. And somehow, chivalry's dead. It is. And you wonder why. Because it is... Uh... No, don't say it. Okay. You just got to wonder. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. You wonder why men are more are less likely to help their female counterparts out when something's happening. Maybe crying wolf is something that's in there. It's possible. There's there's a reason the dynamic has definitely shifted. Yeah. When it comes to Cause relationships. Because it's bad to help someone when they need help. No. No. That's, no? No. Just draw your own comparisons. Okay. I'm just saying. I know my inner struggle I've had around before. Yeah. Like when I'm in Home Depot and I see a woman trying to get something off of a shelf, 
I don't know how this stems from gay people getting killed in Halloween, but this, um, this stems from crying wolf. Okay, I got you. So like when I see a woman trying to get something off a shelf these days, like used to, I would be like, oh, let me help you out with that. I can see you can't do it yourself. <laughs> No, I would be like, oh, I, let me help yeah. you out with that. But now I'm like, she looks like she needs help. But is it, uh, I mean, is it like misogynistic or something for me to go over there and help? And so now while this lady's getting crushed by a box, I'm sitting there <laughs> looking at her, just watching the whole time, wondering if I should help. <laughs> that happens more often than you think. Yeah, it ha it. I, it happens all the time. It's yeah. tragic. It's a very tragic thing. Okay, speaking of <laughs> speaking of things that are tragic, let's see if we can get canceled. Uh, I'm, glad this, my, I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to the show anymore. <laughs> you know, okay. Does well, your wife still listen? Uh, no. Every now no, and then? No, she never did. Oh, okay, good. No, which I prefer it that way, Yeah, honestly. Um, I, we were at a uh, birthday party, and we were in, the, in this aquatic center, this wellness center, and we were looking at the swimming records up on the board and they had top 10 for all of these different whatever they do in the stupid swimming competitions <laughs> i don't know the top 10 men's times and the top 10s women's times and i pointed out to my wife because we were having a good day i thought i'd try and mess it up <laughs> i pointed out to my wife that i was like hey you see that um every single one of those men's times is faster than every single one of the women's fastest times right there and she was like you're right. It is. And then uh, she started crying and went off, and I haven't yeah. seen her since. So anyway, all right, let's get on to I don't know what that has to do with Liberty, but let's go. <laughs> Woo! Let's see what else we can stir up here today. Well, the next article is from TMZ. So Yeah, uh, so a lot of people saw this. They found a way to finally get Fauci, by the way. They finally found a way to get Fauci, and it's not having to do with taking away people's freedoms or liberties or anything like that. It's because they've exposed the fact that there is this terrible, disgusting, these terrible, disgusting studies going on that the NIH has funded that is uh, torturing animals, beagles specifically. And uh, I, I'll just read you what it says. It's, it's a gross. I'm going to start off with this picture and then I'll take it off there because I don't want to look at it anymore. But we'll start off with this picture right here. Bipartisan legislators demand answers from Fauci on cruel puppy experiments. I like how we started the show off today. We should do uh, an offensive stand-up every time we start, you know? <laughs> exactly. A bombshell report from The Hill based on docs, a nonprofit called White Coat Waste Project claims to have obtained from, from a Freedom of Information Act request suggests the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases partially funded experiments being conducted in Tunisia between late 2018 and early 2019, in which upwards of nearly four dozen young beagles were being killed. Now, to make this story better for everyone who's watching live, I don't want to look at the picture of the dogs anymore. I want to put a better picture up here. I decided to do pictures today along with this. So we'll just put a better picture of a dog up here. There we go. There's a nice. Is that a dog? That's a dog, yeah. Are you that's sure a very, that's a dog? It's, it said that it was a puppy dog of some sort. Yeah, it came up like when I, when I looked up very cute puppies, this is one of the main photos that kept coming up. It was okay. pretty funny. Looks like, a, looks like a rat that my dogs would eat. So if you want to see this, then you, yeah, I think small dogs are mis, misclassified, by the way. The, <laughs> yeah. I think they're 
closer to rodents than we would like to <laughs> say. See, I'm going to try to offend everyone today. Both exactly. of us are. CWP alleges these documents show that the NIAID, under the umbrella of the NIH, paid anywhere between 375k and up to 1.68 million in grant money for drug research, which was apparently being carried out on 44 puppies. This, despite the fact that the FDA condemns such a practice. Well, but, that's why we have all those rules and stuff in place. Mm-hmm. You know, you. You put the rules in place, and then the people in the government won't do the things that they're not supposed to do anymore. Exactly. That's all you got to do is make the rules. Just That's like it. we had the rules against gain-of-function research. Mm-hmm. Can't do that either. So, But when you funnel the money to other organizations, and then they do it, and you just keep yourself third, you. fourth party away from that, it's not you anymore. Some of the twisted experiments alleged to have been carried out include putting puppies' heads into mesh containers and letting sand flies eat them alive. <gasps> Some of the puppies are also said to have been left out in the desert overnight for nine days straight. Nine days straight would imply overnight, by the way, where there too they were devoured by the infectious flies, which can carry deadly viruses. The lab workers are alleged to have silenced the dogs barking by surgically removing their vocal cords so they could work in peace. As a result of these ghastly claims, 24 members of the House of Representatives have fired off a letter demanding accountability. Representative Nancy Mace, Republican, led the charge, but got support from several colleagues across the aisle, including all of these people I don't want to name off. And uh, they want to find out what the NIAID knew as it relates to what they were paying for and how taxpayer funds could possibly be used this way. All right. That's gross. That's real gross. Hey, at least we found a way to to you know get him out of there yeah i saw i looked this morning arrest fauci was still trending on twitter that seriously twitter's been all over it this weekend and never mind never mind the fact that um he was doing things to actually hurt human beings Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um puppies i mean they're important too and hey find any way you can to yeah this when you're committing crimes sure i also um i also read that he that they supported an experiment where they uh, chemically removed part of a of a monkey's uh, brain chimpanzee's brain um gross and to to show them pictures of spiders to terrorize them okay so they were trying to see if they could remove a piece of your brain that like regulated terror or something like that um and so (coughs) anyway i don't know why you would run an experiment Mm. like that it's kind of weird probably to make us less scared of the government all right Next thing here, don't worry, y'all. We're going to have a massive spending plan after all. I think it's. I think it might end up happening. Okay. Mm. So Manchin might be giving in on some stuff. That's great news. That's really great news. I'm super pumped to hear about that. That way we can have a zero cost plan. Well, yeah. When it doesn't cost anything, you want to try and get the number down as low as possible. So this is coming from the AP. Biden positive on budget deal. Uh, Senator... Mnuchin. Mansion. Mnuchin Mansion. Okay with wealth tax. So they found a way to be okay with wealth tax. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin appears to be on board with the White House proposals for new taxes on billionaires and certain corporations to help pay for Joe Biden's scaled back social services and climate change package that doesn't cost anything. Yeah. So you have to help pay for something that costs zero. That is a weird concept, isn't it? Democrats are working intensely to try again to wrap up talks, scaling back what had been what had been 
It does say that twice, huh? Scaling back what had been what had been. <laughs> a sweeping $3.5 trillion plan so the president can spotlight his administration's achievements to world leaders at two overseas summits in the economy and climate change to get underway later this week. So It's all, it's all so he can... Spotlight. <laughs> They're literally saying his achievements. That. We gotta get this done. We gotta get this done because next week I'm gonna go tell a bunch of people how great I am. And actually, his <laughs> handlers know he's gonna tell them regardless, so he needs to have some achievements. Yeah. It's now being eyed uh, as at least a $1.75 trillion package. That's within a range that could still climb considerably higher, according to a second person who insisted on anonymity to discuss the private talks. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that even if even at half of the original three and a half trillion proposed, Biden's signature domestic initiative would be larger than any other legislative package with big investments in health care, child care and strategies to tackle climate change. Never mind that we can't even pay for anything. I, that last paragraph there just made me realize how important negotiation is, because now they're like, oh, even at half the amount that we are asking for, this is still the biggest plan. That there's ever been. <laughs> Did they ever actually think they were going to get the three and a half trillion or were they just negotiating this whole time? Exactly. That's, that's really all they were mm-hmm. doing. So when they cut it in half, it was still the biggest package that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, uh, that's, that's great. So speaking of the big package inside of that, you, we, we just read that Joe Joe's, Manchin, Joe's big package, Joe's big package is considering uh, wealth taxes, and by the way, including taxes on unrealized gains. I saw Yellen's video about that today. I got mm. it queued up. I got oh, it queued up. Yeah, good. we're going to play it real quick. The uh, the new billionaire tax in Democrats' sites. This is from the New York Times. All right. As Democrats race to find ways to pay for President Biden's bragging rights for next week's climate summit or whatever it is, <laughs> Senator Kirsten Cinema of Arizona blocks efforts to raise corporate and individual tax rates. They're increasingly turning their eyes to a different kind of tax, which apparently Manchin has said he is okay with. Billionaires could be taxed on unrealized capital gains on their liquid assets. Democratic officials said yesterday it would affect people with $1 billion in assets or those who have reported at least $100 million in income for three consecutive years. So don't worry, it's only on the top 1% of the top 1% of the top 1%. So it's never going to affect you. Ever. Never, ever would that ever happen. They're never going to lower that threshold. That would ensnare perhaps 700 taxpayers or the wealthiest 0.0002%. But Democrats hope it would generate at least $200 billion in revenue over a decade, or what Elon Musk calls folding money. $20 billion $20 billion a year. That's it. It's a lot of it's a lot of theft. Okay, it is a lot of theft, but in the grand scheme of what the government spends, it's nothing. And I hate to say that. And and this this is how you know they're only using this to get their foot in the door. Yeah, because twenty billion dollars is literally nothing to the government. So for them to snag twenty billion dollars a year, it's literally nothing. This is only this is only for them to get it in. In there, the wealthiest point zero 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 two percent. They're going to pass this for only seven hundred taxpayers, which is the exact same thing they said in nineteen thirteen. Same thing they said in the in the World War Two. Same thing they said uh, every time they've raised taxes. And then what do you know? It slips into the middle class, 
and destroys. Because eventually, you guys have to realize what un unrealized capital gains means. And I know a lot of people in this group does, especially those that are in our trading class as well. But you have to realize that that goes for everything, meaning your home that has value, that has unrealized gains, you get that new assessment and turns out, well, your house is worth, you know, $50,000 more than what you paid for it or $100,000 more, whatever it is. Now you have unrealized capital gains on your home. Yeah. So how are you going to pay the tax on that unrealized gain when it comes down to the middle class? When this eventually trickles its way, this is the real trickle down. It's trickle, this down, is, trickle down taxation. When it trickles down to the middle class, how are you going to pay that without selling your house? And by the way, we already do kind of have an unrealized capital gains tax. It's called the property tax. That's uh, what it is. As your house goes up in value, the amount that you owe on the property value of that on house. Your rent, on your <clears throat> the rent. The government yeah. property rent. You uh, renting the government's great services. That's already a wealth tax, essentially. It's already an unrealized property tax. And people, people don't seem to like paying that all the time either. And this is going to trickle down. Uh, continuing, it would cover not only stocks, but also other assets like real estate. A key selling point of the proposal is that it clamps down on assets that aren't normally taxed and which billionaires often borrow against to spend huge sums of money at little relative cost. The idea has been around for a while. Senator Ron Wyden, the head of the Senate Finance Committee, who's expected to unveil the proposal this week, has been working on various versions of the plan for two years. His whole job is just coming up, how to, coming up with how to steal money from people. That's all you do. Which is weird because I like... Ron Wyden when it comes to surveillance. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one guy that's voted no almost every time when it came to all the FISA stuff. And uh, Senator, so this is like, like somebody you can agree with on one thing who's completely terrible on another. Uh, Warden Warren pushed a more sweeping version of an unrealized capital gains tax during her presidential run. She said, quote, raising the rate is not going to cause Jeff Bezos to pay a penny more. Uh, that's the normal tax rate. What we need is a tax that focuses on the wealth of the richest Americans, which is their unrealized, especially uh, capital gains taxes. So I also put up this thing for everyone who is watching live. It's not just that this is going to trickle down to everyone else. Like that is a long-term problem that there's going to be with this. It's going to have real-world ramifications on people immediately, even if you aren't inside of the 700 people, because... As your unrealized wealth goes up and that tax bill comes due, you're going to have to pay that tax bill, okay? And the way that you're going to do that, if you don't just have, if, if all of your money is in that unrealized gain, then you're going to have to sell assets. And more than likely, the asset that you're going to sell is going to be the stocks that probably created all of that unrealized gain in the first place. And so the way that you're actually going to do that is by selling stocks. And what's really interesting is that they'll sell the stocks to pay the wealth tax. So where are they going to get the money? They're going to get the money from you when you buy their stocks at discounted rates. That's the way that they're actually going to do it. They're going to take money that you're investing. And instead of investing that into the company that you're investing in for your future, they're going to take that money and it's going to go to the government and they're going to set it on fire. And No, the government's investing. Oh, they're, yeah, yeah, they're investing too. That's Okay. Yeah. So... That, that really is the worst part, and it, it's going to have downward pressure on the market. And it's not that it's just going to tank the market. That I'm sure they will find a way to keep the market going up, but it's not going to go up as much as what it would have. And that is also something that needs to be paid attention to. 
if over that amount of time it could have been twice as much money by the time you go to retire as what it is right now, then that's something that needs to be paid attention to. That is still theft from you. Okay, so one thing that people need to realize, as the chart says that I put up on you, this is from March 2020, but about 67% of the investment in the stock market is retirement or regular household investment for whatever the reason is other than retirement. All right, so you got 11% in pensions, 22% for mutual funds, 34% in household investment. And that means that as these people are selling those stocks to pay the wealth tax, they're going to be putting downward pressure on the market that a large portion of the country is, re is relying on for their retirement, including even people in pension that have pensions because those pensions still have to make gains or they will become insolvent. And eventually I think they're supposed to, uh, they'll go under eventually. I don't know how long they can remain insolvent for, I guess if they just keep getting bailouts during COVID, then, then they'll be fine. They're insolvent anyway. Yeah. They're all, they're already insolvent. So that, that's what I caught myself on that one. We, we come from the great state of Illinois. And so we know all about insolvent pensions for sure. But this is, the, the idea that this is going to have no effect on anyone who's making less than 400000 a year, which has been the thing for not raising taxes on anyone making uh, less than 400000 that's just not going to be the case unless your retirement doesn't, unless we're all just supposed to rely on Social Security. I guess that's what we're supposed to do. You're not supposed to have your own private retirement or anything like that. Uh, we're just going to rely on making sure the government can take care of you from cradle to grave. And uh, it's all just a, it's a big lie is what it is. It's a gigantic, massive lie that this is not going to affect anyone else. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it makes me mad. It does. Can't you hear how mad I am? And, you know, as uh, Costco was saying in the live group here, which you can join by going to goodmorningliberty.locals.com, um, is that when your unrealized gains are negative, when you have negative unrealized money, it's not like the government's going to give you a credit mm -hmm. for that. You know? Well, and it's, that's... They, if you lose value, there's no credit given. They it's, demonize people who do get credits, say, by writing things off on their taxes when they did have losses. And then later on, they demonize those as people who aren't paying any income taxes. And it's because they were able to write off either losses or investments that they made. And so they end up with no, they end up not owing any federal income taxes. And then they demonize those people. But that's the annoying part. Like, they, they make the money and you're supposed to take a percentage of it. They lose the money and nothing's supposed to happen, I guess. It's just you only want it when there's gains. You don't want any part of it when there's losses. I'm surprised Pelosi's behind this considering uh, <laughs> she's worth north of $100 million. Well, it was for, yeah, I don't. Her family is. I don't know how, um, I don't know how consistent she, it's for people who make more than $100 million every year. So not just their net wealth. So the net wealth has to be above a billion or people who are, who have a net, uh, have an income of a hundred million every year. Who has an income of a hundred million? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Elon Musk this year, this month, maybe. An income? Like he's paying himself that much? No, like an income either through selling some of his options or whatever they are, like whatever kind of income that you have. Not gotcha. a, not an actual claimed income gotcha. from a paycheck. No one makes that much. It's best to do what they talked about in this, argue, in this article, which is borrow against your assets because 
you're going to pay one or 2% on the debt against your assets and you just keep doing that. It's mm -hmm. way cheaper. Well, one thing they'll do here is, um, so say that you're Jeff Bezos and you're selling some stock to cover the wealth tax. I know he's got enough money to pay for the wealth tax for a little bit, but eventually you got to look more than like five years down the road. Um, eventually you're selling some stock to pay for it. First off, you'll want the tax to go down before that bill comes due. So you're going to have incentives as the company to do something to lower down whatever the stock price is before the, whatever date they set that they count as the unrealized gains. You need to go ahead and tank that thing before that date hits. Mm -hmm. That way you don't have any unrealized gains for that time period. But um, they also will sell some shares and then they're, they're going to find a way to get the shares back. Like they'll issue new shares to the person because Bezos is not going to give up his ownership of Amazon over the next 20 years. He won't own Amazon anymore because he had to sell some shares every year to pay for the wealth tax. They'll find a way to issue new shares. And when they issue new shares, that also has downward pressure on the stock price at the same time. Or supply. Yeah. So it's uh, a, yeah, exactly. So this is just, this is not good. And it just, everyone needs to realize that it is a lie that this won't have any effect on anyone else, even though this is going to trickle down. And if they do get this through, they will eventually start coming for people who have a million dollars in wealth or then eventually $500,000 in wealth. And then eventually it covers every single person who has a home and you're going to pay a tax on top of your property taxes. Is that for your police and your fire and your schools? No, this is uh, for all the great things the federal government does for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they'll find a way for airports and roads and bridges and every good, you know, all those wonderful things, the wonderful federal things that we have, mm -hmm. the, the thousand agencies that we have. So yeah, it's a, it's a lie like most things that you hear and, right. um, Next. we'll either have to run through this one real quick or yeah. yeah, we'll just do that. Next up from reason, restrictive zoning laws. Restrictive. What's our favorite thing? Restrictive. Yeah. Zoning laws worsened the supply chain crisis. Imagine that. Hmm. The major backlog at one of America's busiest ports has been worsened by strict zoning laws that limit where empty and ship, where empty shipping containers can be stacked after being unloaded. <laughs> Until Something officials, so stupid. I know. Until officials in Long Beach, California, issued an emergency order this weekend to temporarily relax those rules. <laughs> I. How dumb do you have to be mm. to keep this type of thing up? It's just like a normal amount of dumb these days. They issued an emergency order to, to relax the rules. They could break the rules for a little bit. It was illegal for trucking companies to store more than two shipping containers on top of one another, on one another in their yards. That's contributed to a massive bottleneck at the terminal yards of trucking companies serving both the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach, a bottleneck that's being felt in supply chain shortages across the whole country. Ryan Peterson, the CEO of Flexport, explained in a part of a detailed Twitter thread that over the weekend, the artificial limitation on stacking shipping containers means there is no more room for empty containers to some trucking yards. Skipping down but, here. But only because they couldn't stack them up anymore. Right. It's like they're out of room in Washington, D.C., and that's just because they can't build up higher than the, what is it, the Capitol, the Monument? I can't remember which one, of, yeah. one it is. One of those build one of, up. One of them. That's a stupid rule I just found out about last year and never heard of it before. There, the Capitol, doesn't, I think. there doesn't seem to be any safety-based reason for such a policy as shipping containers are routinely stacked higher at other ports and while being carried across the open sea. 
with waves crashing into the giant ass boats. While they're on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> they can be stacked up. <laughs> Long Beach prohibition on stacking more than too high is an aesthetic measure intended to preserve visual sightliness in the neighborhood. So some Karen got upset that she saw a couple shipping containers too high and went down there and complained to her city council of Long Beach saying, this is an eyesore. Mm-hmm. Well, so is your wife, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to have sea life. This You married a sea cow. <laughs> okay. The rules won't be enforced for the next three months under the emergency <laughs> order issued this weekend. So it's like, hey, guys, you stack them up. We're not just not going to enforce them. Uh, trucking companies, warehouses will be allowed to stack up to four containers vertically, effectively doubling their capacity. The city will work during the next 90-day period to assess the situation and effectiveness of this solution and any impacts on the surrounding areas. So there you have it. All it takes to get small temporary relief from California's excessive zoning regulations is a national supply chain crisis that threatens to ruin Christmas. Don't mess Which, with by Christmas. the way... They're going to blame on Trump. <laughs> They'll find a way. No, I seriously saw the, the, the uh, they were asking, I saw this video today too. Uh, they were asking, it wasn't uh, Jennifer, what's her name? Uh, press. Jen Psaki? It wasn't Jen Psaki. It was somebody else up there. But they were, he was saying, so the. Maybe the commerce the shortage, secretary, I think, has been out there talking. The shortage for Christmas this year is going to be Trump's administration's fault, not Biden's administration. That's essentially the question. Of course it is. And she was like, well, you know, this administration has done amazing things. And the Democrats, the Democrats are the ones who passed the legislation last year that kept everything moving. Mm. And it's the Republicans that are blocking everything to keep stuff moving. That's, that's where, that's the direction they're going. It's all fake, man. It is. It is. Well, you were talking about that the other day, uh, how fake it was. Just a bunch of stupid rules. You sent me the video of, Kamala Harris that we watched this morning. <laughs> the video with uh, talking about space or whatever and with the child actors. With the child actors. In it. Oh, oh, man. It's all fake. It is. Everything is fake. Well, that was uh, your wonderful, uh, just a little bit of um, black pill news for you. Well, I'm not going to read the story, but Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said over the weekend that hyperinflation will happen soon in the U.S. and the world. Now, He's a big proponent of the Bitcoin. Maybe he's trying to help himself out a little bit. I'm not sure. He also is a founder of uh, Square, I believe, and Square is looking to get into Bitcoin mining. But this would be a bad thing if this happened. Just uh, I know everyone knows that, but it would be really bad. It would. Um, I even put in the picture of what it would look like right there. That's me going to the grocery store last weekend <laughs> for everyone who's watching live with a wheelbarrow full of cash. Right there. So, yeah, he said hyperinflation is going to change everything. He tweeted, it's happening. So, maybe printing a whole bunch of money or spending $1.75 trillion and deciding that a wealth tax that takes in $20 billion a year is going to be a way to do it or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just not such a great idea because we're seeing inflation in a lot of prices. Now I know I've talked to my Marxist professor and he said that that's only because corporations are raising their prices. Mm-hmm. That's it's the only, only reason. Greedy. But it's also increasing the money supply and you got too many dollars chasing less stuff right now. It's going to it's going to increase the prices on everything. You know what the solution is to high inflation? High living. High living. That's what it is. That's Thanks, like Milton my granddaddy Freeman. used to say. Buy as many things as you possibly can that have value. 
and especially buy things that will appreciate in value yes. as well. I, you know, as much as I think the market's just going to tank and go down to nothing, people have been saying that forever. And actually, as inflation continues and the government keeps spending money, it's a good chance that those top 500 companies in the S&P are going to continue doing better than a lot of the other businesses. And as we inflate the money supply and more people have money to put into those things, that the dollar value worth of the stock market could continue to go up. And Even the value of the dollar itself yeah. will go down. And so right now, the... Uh, the S&P has been pretty good. I'm up, I started my retirement account, I think in June or July. I can't remember which one I started my IRA and it's up 25% just because I've been buying UPRO, which is uh, an S&P ETF. But what we're saying is everyone needs to be looking to places uh, to invest things right now. This is not an ad for mastermytrades.com. I'm just saying, if we go into hyperinflation, you need to be in something that's going to match that inflation. And so you can not lose all of your money mm -hmm. really quickly. As Tom said, you got bullets, bullets, cigarettes, yeah. Yeah. alcohol. You got people like Alec Baldwin out there using all the bullets. You got to make sure you grab them up mm -hmm. before it's too late. All right. If you guys enjoyed today's show, which I know that you did, then please hit that plus sign on Apple Podcasts, which will lead you to the following section of following us on there. Oh, I thought you were going to name the next section. Mm -hmm. But it's the following section. Yes, exactly. Follow. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So hit that plus sign. Hit follow on Spotify. Subscribe wherever else. Subscribe on YouTube, please. We're almost there. I think we're we're close. <laughs> um, yeah, we're. I looked earlier. You, we're we're almost there. Several of you have done it. A lot of you have not, and I'm angry about it. I'm very. You mad. could tell how mad I am. That's what I'm actually yawning from anger, not tiredness. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. So go subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a rating and review. If you guys do all of those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.